Hey y'all, we're back. It's been an interesting week here. I've had a lot about uh, reloading and stuff like that come to me and various emails and stuff like that and people talking to me about guns and of course reloading has been coming up so I've been playing catch up. Last time we talked about beginner's guide to reloading and uh, now we'll talk a little bit in two parts here because of my time restrictions with uh, Anchor FM. But uh, uh, we're going to talk about load development for beginners. This will be part one. Part two will be coming up later this week. And I got in touch with um, Eric Hung. He's uh, got, a, got a spot on the internet. It's called Pew Pew Tactical. That's P-E-W, P-E-W, Tactical. And a uh, very nice gentleman. And um, they've got some of these articles. Just just log on to their site. And they've got a lot of interesting stuff, guns, all kinds of stuff. And uh, I really enjoyed communicating with the man. And uh, he's done us right. And he provided us with this article also about uh, load development for beginners. So this is part one. So one of the best parts about reloading, again, is customizing your ammunition like we've talked to before. And we did uh, some of this in Beginner's Guide. So uh, a lot of this sounds a little bit um, new, not new, but old hash. But um, I'll tell you what, we're going to get to the new stuff as soon as we get through. Uh, like a, like a, what do you call it? Re, 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 whatever the hell it is. Anyway, why would you want to do all this, uh, reload and customize your ammo and all that stuff? And how does it work anyway? Well... We call it figuring out exact spec uh, specifications of the components you want to use, dialing in a load or load development. And we uh, cover why and how to do it. But first, a disclaimer again that reloading can be a dangerous hobby. Be sure to cross-reference all load data and manufacturers' reloading specifications and manuals. Now, okay, why develop a load? As a review, reloading, remember in Beginner's Guide to Reloading, it's essential essentially manufacturing your own ammunition with primers, brass, casings, powders, and bullets that you assemble into a working cartridge at home using a reloading press. Uh, if you're like many people, you like reloading to save money. Buying components, especially purchased in bulk, can add up significantly less than buying commercial ammunition. Even after factoring in the cost of reloading presses and all the accessories and accoutrements at the time you spent using it. Uh, for example, reloading 9 mil can uh, cost you as low as 8 to 10 cents a round, while factory new ammo costs twice that or more. When saving cash is your goal, you can put together and use any combination of components that safely operate your gun. In those cases, load development generally revolves around finding a known formula for components you have available. Loading up a handful of test rounds, making sure that they work in your gun, then going home and cranking and your reloading press and handle up and down a lot more times and uh, anytime you want any more bullets. You got that? There are reloading bullet, uh, books that you can give, uh, that can give you the information, not to mention manufacturers' websites and even reliable information from competitive shooters. And also, let's mention Eric at uh, Pew Pew Tactical. They can put good information out there too. So check them out. As long as you're Using a trusted source and you're not sure, cross-referencing between different sources is also good to know. Uh, we uh, highly recommend starting with uh, reloading manuals to get a good beginning of uh, load and then start working carefully up from there. 
and find out our guide to the most affordable available places to buy reloading components. I go online, but I personally like Midway USA. They've been real good with me, gave me fair prices, and uh, I've all, I, I ain't got nothing bad to say about them. So for whatever reasons there are to develop a load, what are you now? Uh, troubleshooting your load, that doesn't sound right, but hey, I'm only bringing you the information here. That budget load that you put together quickly probably costs just a fraction of commercial ammunition. However, the components you threw together might not feed smoothly into the chamber of your gun from the magazine. It might fail to fully reciprocate the bolt or slide in a semi-automatic firearm. Uh, or the firing pin might not strike the primer with enough force to light it off. While sometimes those malfunctions can cause by shoot, uh, shooter problems, and they can also be caused by some part of your ammunition not being right for your gun. When that happens, you'll need to dial your load <laughs> in so that it will work with your gun. Now, reducing recoil, the reloader might want to start uh, to reduce felt recoil when shooting his or her gun. That's by varying the amount of powder in the load as well as the bullet used. Uh, you can reduce the speed at which the bullet exits the barrel when shot and then make, a, make the gun feel easier to shoot. Reducing recoil is a common goal driving uh, a reloading reloaders to who shoot a lot, especially competitive guys. Uh, that's because it enables them to shoot faster since the gun moves less when fired and it's easier to get the sights back on target. So how low can you go? Well, one of the ways that uh, felt recoil can be measured is a concept called power factor. The power factor is a given round of ammunition is the bullet's weight measured in a unit called grains multiplied by its velocity measured in feet per second, then dividing by 1,000. As an example, it would be a 147-grain 9mm projectile going 900 feet per second, which yields 132 power factor. Got that? Anyway, a, high, a higher power factor will normally feel like a bigger snap or push of recoil, through, uh, though there are other factors that can affect how recoil actually feels in your hands. A lower power factor will be easier to handle, but uh, if it's too low, then a semi-automatic gun won't cycle. Okay, in certain shooting sports, you can also go below certain power factors so that competitors can gain an unfair advantage through their ammo choice. For example, the USPSA, the lowest power factor you can go is 125, minor. Anyway, better accuracy. While the mechanical aspects of the gun itself can affect how a small group of uh, group it can shoot at distance. The specific choice of ammunition can make a big, big difference. Long-range rifle shooters in particular, like myself, often found that specific combination of components will result in a better performance downrange. Uh, they do this not just by paying special attention to the various aspects of the reloading process, but also finding, by finding the best load for their gun and barrel. I shoot a Savage 10 BAST with a 208 grain uh, Hornady ELD round in it, 37 grains of AR comp powder, Winchester primers, and I'm also using Starline brass. I shoot 680 meters, and I'm very satisfied. Anyway, and what can you do to change in load development? Uh, just about every component in the cartridge, plus how uh, 
how it's put together can be changed. This includes primer, bullet, powder, overall length, casing, crimp. Uh, here we'll talk about the first four, which are the most common primers. Uh, now, primer selection is choosing between different brands available in order to find the one that uh, can be reliably ignited by your gun. While many stock unmodified firearms have no trouble with m almost any commercially available primers, extremely lightened triggers sometimes require a softer primer if the shooter wants to maintain that trigger weight. Uh, federal brand primers are generally considered the, easy, uh, considered the easiest to set off, while CCI is often considered one of the hardest. I, myself, like Winchester. They have always worked for me. The actual bullet that you choose for your home load, uh, loaded ammunition matters, too. The first is the bullet weight, which is how many grains your bullet weighs. By varying the weight and velocity, you can change the characteristics of how the gun feels when it recoils and how the bullet performs at varying uh, distances downrange. For example, you might see 9mm bullets in 115, 124, 147 grain weights, or 223 and 59, 69, and 77 grain weights. A buddy of mine, Keith, uh, he shoots 77 grain weights, usually five, six, seven hundred yards, and they work great. I tried them out, works fine, lasts a long time. As you might recall from above, the bullet weight is one of the factors that determines power factor. To achieve the same power factor on different weights, the lighter bullet needs to be pushed faster. More power on a lighter bullet, less powder on a heavier bullet. This will uh, usually result in a snappier feel that is especially apparent in handguns. In contrast, a heavier bullet moving more slowly will give you more a rolling push rather than blowing your shoulder off. And uh, bullet weight is also important when it comes to long-range shooting because it can determine how stable the trajectory of the bullet uh, and it makes sure it remains straight as it travels further downrange. It doesn't tumble and all that other shit. That's why match grade target ammunition for 223 rifles is often 69 or 77 grains in order to maintain accuracy of 500 to 1,000 yards. You also want to make sure your barrel rifling will stabilize the heavier bullets. But weight isn't the only bullet characteristic that matters for long range. The same caliber bullet and the same weight can have different shapes known as profiles. If you're having um, beating problems with your ammunition, changing the profile is one way to fix it. Some of the common profiles for pistol bullets are round nose, flat nose, wide cutters. Now that's, uh, wide cutters are just generally for revolvers. Uh, you can also change the bullet profiles to improve the stability of the bullet at longer ranges as different shapes will affect ballistic coefficient or how easily the bullet slips through the air. Bullets can be also made of coated different materials. Uh, the purple one is coated in polymer. Lead alloys uh, uh, make up most common bullet types, although there are also copper and partially polymer bullets. Most people uh, reloading will choose a bullet that is jacketed or plated in copper or coated in a specifically formulated polymer. These materials can change how much the Leading, uh, leading and fouling will end up uh, in your barrel after shooting your ammunition, as well as how much powder is needed to push that bullet at a given speed. However, so how stable the bullet is in flight and what happens when it hits the target. So you've got to think of a lot of stuff. 
Generally speaking, plain lead bullets uh, are dirtier and smokier when shot, so you need to clean your gun and put up uh, with a lot of potentially toxic fumes. Uh, Copper-plated or jacketed bullets will reduce both residue in your gun and smoke in the air and cause the copper, uh, because the copper creates a more consistent surface, you can uh, usually push the bullet faster with less powder and get more accuracy than a lead bullet. Those things tend to, at speed, tend to deform and all that stuff, so it's going to make the bullet go all over the place. In between, uh, in between are bullets coated with various synthetics, usually some sort of polymer. There are many varieties of those on the market, so you'll need to research and experiment. Specialty bullets, such as all copper bullets or those with hollow points, are normally used to get particular ballistic results. They, often, they are often designed for more consistent trajectories over great distances. Some can also deliver more damaging results at a target and potentially important feature if you are loading your uh, hunting rifle. You remember the old one-shot-one-kill trick? Anyway, we're leaving off here. We're going to pick up on the next one with powder selection. And uh, once again, I'd like to thank Eric over at Pew Pew Tactical. Check them out. They're actually really good. And uh, I got a lot of uh, good information, lots of uh, leads on where to pick up a gun. By the way, anybody know where there is a, a new Henry all-weather? I'm looking for one. I've got the scope. I've got the rings. I've got the hammer extension. I've got the, ta uh, I've got the uh, Picatinny rail. I've got everything ready for this thing, but I can't find a gun. So anybody get an, a lead on one, just uh, send me an email at uh, gun, gunsmoke at yahoo.com. That's G-U-N-S-M, smoke, at yahoo.com. I'll be looking to hearing from you. So until next time, with part two of this, take care.